You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Piston Podcast, recorded on the 17th of July, 2020. This show is going to be a little bit more different because we've got a guest this week. I'm joined by Craig. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name's Craig. I'm a, a lifelong petrol head um, yeah. and a growing online community of car enthusiasts called Sunnyside Social. Um, we also hold monthly breakfast meets in Newport, South Wales. Yeah. Now I've been um, looking all of the Instagram photos and stuff like that from the meets and you get quite a variety of cars turning up. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's what we're all about. Yeah. It's yeah. A variety and, uh, and all car types uh, as other people are welcome. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, personally for you, what's been your favorite car that's turned up, excluding your own, excluding your own. So, so many. Um, <laughs> To be honest, it's not it's not the the exotic cars that turn up. We do we do get some modern supercars um, and and, yeah. and classic ones. To me, it's more the sort of the seventies and eighties normal. Yeah. yeah, most of them have been scrapped. There's only a few yeah, left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm quite keen on them too. It's just, it's the ones you don't see all of the time because I feel like all of the Lamborghinis and stuff like they got all of the fame online, and then there's sort of the old and more normal cars, and they don't get the attention they probably deserve. So I was so, very excited a few months ago and uh, an, an old VW Polo bread van from the early 80s oh, came Yes, in. yeah, and yeah, yeah. My first ever car, so um, that was a good That was a good day. That was good. Um, what's been the most unusual car that's turned up? The car that's made you look at it and go, what is that? Not, not necessarily a, a what is that. We've, uh, we've had a beach buggy come along a few times. Yeah, we, yeah pretty cool um we've had a tractor along an old massey ferguson yeah which, which raises a few smiles yeah um yeah you clearly got quite a variety going i really quite like that it's just a shame that it's it's a bit far for me but next time i find myself down the south of wales after lockdown um early in the morning then i might i might see if i can pop along or something like that won't be the most interesting car because i can guarantee it'll be in the Renault. but it'll be nice to see people and see the cars it's, it's nice really because you get a lot of these car shows and it seems to be showing off but with something yeah. like the sunny side breakfast meet it's it just doesn't seem like that it's more the appreciation for them cars and it's just it's just nice isn't it it's, it's nice to see their meets going on exactly that it's um I've tried to build a, a, an all welcoming and an inclusive environment. Yeah. You get people from the local village just walking in off the street when, when the meets are in full swing, just to come yeah. and have a look at the cars, you know, it's, um, it's really nice. Yeah. It's not clicky. You know, you can go to some, some gatherings or shows and it's, um, you know, there's, there's a certain car in one area or, or, or group of people and, and they all keep to themselves and, and that's all fine. There's a place, place for yeah. that. Um, I wanted to create this all, all welcoming environment where you can just come, yeah. you know, uh, have a look at other people's cars, have a chat over a coffee and, and a bacon roll. Yeah, I think that's really nice. So the meet's been going on for around two years, is that correct? Two years next month. Two yes. years next month. It's, it's unfortunate that obviously with lockdown sort of still around in Wales and being a bit, a bit stricter, you can't sort of celebrate 
at a meet because I, I thought you could have done something special at one of the meets. So it's, it's a shame, really. So I'm I'm trying to, to plan something now around the the regulations that we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, so you know, safety safety comes first, obviously. Yeah. Um, last year for the first we actually held a um, an evening event, our first evening event, and had a um, a pizza pistons and pizza evening. Oh uh, right. Yeah. About eighty or ninety cars and uh, wow, a yeah. with a wood fired pizza oven, um, and it was it was great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'd like to do something again this year. Whether we're going to get something quite to that scale for August, yeah. perhaps not. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll mark it some way. You'd have to do something uh, even bigger for the third birthday for the meet. I think that's a good plan. So um, this, I probably already know the answer to this, but what actually made you set up the meet and how did you sort of get the ideas for it? Um, I've been going along to, to lots of shows and, and meets in, in the region um, yeah. for a few years. There was n- nothing like Sunnyside Breakfast Meet in, in the immediate South Wales area at the time. Mm. Um, I'd not long bought uh, my BMW. Uh, yeah, big fan, BMW. big fan of that. I've seen pictures. It, it's uh, it gets a lot of attention actually. It's um, and it's a lovely car. It's, it really, yeah, um, it's the right color as well. I think it's just gorgeous. It, uh, so it's it's a BMW uh, E thirty one eight series. Yeah. Um, underappreciated, I think actually. They they are really yeah. good, and um, a lot of people are scared by. Um, the myth of their of their running and, and maintenance costs, but mm. I think if they've been looked after, they're they're no more expensive. They're fine, exactly, yeah. Um, but I, I'd not long bought that car, um, and actually, my family have got a garden centre, which is where the, the breakfast meets are held. Yeah, and uh, I'd popped in to say hello, and within five minutes, three separate customers had sort of uh, pulled me aside to ask questions about the car, mm. um, and it was sort of seed really. Well, what could we do? Could we put on a car show? Um, well, let's just put it on Facebook and see what happens. So, so ten yeah. days later, we had twelve cars turn up, um, yeah. and that sort of then cemented the idea of we, we could perhaps do this on a monthly basis at breakfast time. Um, the idea being, you come out in your car, have some breakfast, have a chat with other car enthusiasts, and then you've still got the day to, to, to do your family things. Yeah. Um, and it's grown from there. So, you know, we, we regularly now get, uh, before COVID obviously put a halt uh, to yeah. everything, 100 to 130 cars every single month. That's really good. That's really, really good. So do, do you find people travel quite a bit or is it more a local? No, not at all. So within a few months, we were noticing people coming from Birmingham and Taunton. Um, yeah. We have a few people who come most months and they're coming from West Wales, which is a good hour, hour and a half. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's it's really actually it's it's, it's grabbed attention uh, from from all sorts of places. Yeah, that's really good. So um, you've got there's a Facebook group for the uh, Sunnyside Beat, and it's called Sunnyside Social. Um, yes. And you got Twitter and Instagram, and you've actually got a Facebook page. Would you like to do some promotions to so people know where to head to if they want to sort of get involved? So uh, so the Breakfast Meet Sunnyside Breakfast Meet has uh, a Facebook page, which is um, easily findable um yeah. through, through the facebook page there's uh is, is a linked group called sunnyside social um that's now got over 1200 members and, and, and oh, yeah. Yeah. um so that's facebook uh on 
on Twitter, we, we do have um, an account, Sunnyside Breakfast Meat. Yeah. Uh, and my own personal account uh, is, is underscore Craig on cards. Yeah. Uh, again, on Instagram, it's, it's, if you search for Sunnyside Breakfast Meat, It'll, it'll all come, come up. up yeah yeah that's really good so uh, people can head over to there any listeners that sort of um want to see some other cars in a nice in a nice place with nice people around and that's that's a really nice place to be because i've been to certain car meets and they've just been a bit snobby i described them as it's like showing off but i'm guessing that's really not the case with the uh, sunny side meets it's more no. just appreciating sure. everything yeah for sure it was really important for me actually um, especially from, from visiting other meets, um, there's no one. No one's more special than the next person yeah. at, at that breakfast meet. Um, cars are parked as they come in. Uh, it's, it's a fully marshalled event. It's, it's, it's family friendly, um, yeah. and that actually adds to the the atmosphere of of each event because you can have a a brand new Ferrari four eight eight park next to a 1980s Austin Maestro next yeah. to pre-war uh, Ford Model T um, it, you know it's people that parked up as they come in and and um, that really just adds to the sort of the, the variety that yeah um, walking around that's really really nice now we'll probably come back to the sunny side meet a bit later on in the show but let's just go back to your BMW that you have because I do really like that I wouldn't mind talking a bit about it what made you buy that other than the pop-up headlamps. <laughs> oh, you could, you've nailed it there. So <laughs> what, what more could a man want? Pop-up lights? No. <laughs> For me, it, it was one of those poster cars as a kid. Yeah. You, on the wall, you've got, the, but for me at least, uh, back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, um, you've got the Lamborghini Countach and the Ferrari F40 and those sort of cars up on the bedroom wall. And, and the BMW 8 Series was, was one of them. Yeah. I don't actually remember. Seeing one on the road in, in my in my teen, teenage years, um, they they were a rare car when they were made. Uh, yeah, thirty thousand, so um, over a ten year period. But yeah, for sure, it's it's the styling. Yeah, you know the the pop up lights. Nice. It is nice. Style. Um, with it's, it's a pillarless design. Yeah. So, um, and of course it's got a V eight. So that's yeah. What, what yeah? There's nothing to not like. And you got the nice wheels as well. Massive fan of them wheels. Yeah, so Super nice. it, it took me six months to find that one. So for me, it had to be in the in the Astoril blue, yeah, uh, with, the, with the factory BBS wheels. Yeah, um, and luckily, it only popped up about thirty miles away actually when when I did find it, and and the rest is history. So yeah, that's really nice. Out of interest, what do you think of the new eight series or modern? Well, this is a very divisive car amongst the, uh, the E31 owners community. Yeah, I think they look alright. You know, they they can't really be compared to the original one because there's a 20, 30 year gap in between. And yeah. all this motoring technology has, has, has moved forward an awful long way. Um, it, it's, it's the latest BMW flagship model. So that's why they've given it the name. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, there isn't more of a nod to the original E31 styling. And I'm not sure how they'd have pulled that off. If they could have kept the pillarless design, perhaps. Or, mm. or um, but, but for sure, as far as I, I'm aware, they're a, a, an amazing vehicle to yeah, yeah. drive in. I don't think I've ever seen an M8. I've seen this 8 Series and I've seen the M Sport one, and I, I do think they're really nice. They look nice. 
Um, but I, I, to be honest, I don't think you can beat the classic ones. That's just that's the thing. It's it's one of them cars. Whatever a company does, it's just hard to beat them. Really, yeah. It's just such a classic. That, yeah, I don't think that's um, that's just with with the BMW 8 series. I think we see that a lot with, with an awful lot of cars that manufacturers revive years down the line. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think very much with the 8 series, that is the um, amongst the owners community that's very much seen be the case yeah now aside from the 8 series i know you've got a golf gti haven't you yeah, that's my daily car yeah what do you think of that it, it does everything you could ever want it's yeah perfect blend of practicality and performance so, so i've got a 10 year old little girl um and, and i've actually had this is my second mark 7 gti hmm. uh, i had a black one before uh the, the one i've got now is the facelift the, the 7.5 yeah yeah um, and of course, the the Mark Eight Golf is is I think it's is out now. Although yeah. I think we have to wait for the GTI. Um, but but for sure, it, it it can fit all of your shopping in the boot. It's a hatchback. Yeah. Uh, the rear is big enough for three three adults. Um, and and when you want to go for a drive and 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 use the the performance, it's there. It's it handles really well. Yeah. Well, I saw on Twitter you were considering moving on at some point. I am, yeah. So I'm coming up to the end of the um, sort of the three-year period that you yeah. need to keep the, the new cars. Um, I'm not quite sure what's next. I'm undecided on the styling of the the, the Mark A Golf. Uh, yeah. Sort of a, a, a VW person. I've, I've had a lot of Volkswagens since I, yeah. I learned to go. Um The car I would really like next, the it's probably a little bit too expensive. Is the the BMW M three forty? Yeah, new, that is nice. Uh, the, the the touring. I don't need a touring. The the estate version. They um, just look nice, don't they? They do look ultra cool. They yeah. really do. Um, and that's probably unattainable in in all reality. But yeah, I keep coming back to the up GTI. Yeah, I I knew you were going to say that. Um, I knew that. I'm a big fan of the Up GTI. I and, think it's, it's, it's all of the car you need, really. Yeah, it, uh, the, my biggest worry is it's too small for my needs, Yeah, to be honest, with um, for a prolonged period of time. But I actually went on, on, a, on a drive Sunday just gone um, with, with a, another motoring group called Network Wheels, which are in the southwest area. Right. Um, and there was a GTI on, uh, within the convoy yeah, and it it went really well. It's a cracking little car, really. It's is. good. Yeah, I I struggle to believe how they got such massive power from such small engines. It's only a three cylinder. Yeah, and, and I think it's only one hundred and fifteen horsepower as standard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, obviously, just really like them. With the, yeah, hundred ton. Wheeling every corner, it just it really does handle very well. Yeah, it is good. Now I don't know if you've listened to. Uh, any of these podcasts before but listeners may know that each week i do a review and now i have i've done this review for this week fitted to you so we are actually going to review and discuss more about the up gti and okay. this may tempt you it may not tempt <laughs> you but oh, who knows okay <laughs> so it starts around fifteen thousand pounds which for a brand new car of that sort of style and that sort of name it's got the gti badge and for 15 grand i think that's all right in in modern terms really yeah, it's it's an all right price. It's got a one liter three cylinder turbocharged engine, which produces 113 horsepower to be exact. 
which is it, it's all right. I've 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 seen an up. I've had a look around an up GTI about a year ago at a show, and his the, the owner says he he doesn't actually believe that it's got that much power from mm. such a small engine. It's pretty unbelievable to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's it's very cleverly done. It's front wheel drive. It's got a six speed manual gearbox. And it's 200, 200 newton meters of torque, which again is quite a bit for such a small, lightweight car. And it's only nine hundred and ninety-five kilos. It's nothing. I think the Golf is um, is only two hundred and forty newton meters. Yeah, it's not, it's not much, and it's got a lot less weight to lug around as well. Yeah, obviously there's the Polo GTI as well, but personally, I don't think I'd go for one. I think if I was to go for a Polo, I think I'd just go for an Up. Yeah. Because no, you save a lot of money, and I don't think you'd have any less fun. I think you'd have an awful lot more fun in the app, actually. I think that's that's the message I'm getting yeah. um, from owned them and, and 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 articles that you you come across. Yeah, um, I think it's very much a sort of spiritual successor to the original Mark One Golf. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's great to be honest. I think it's what this may be quite controversial, but I think it's what the golf should be i think it's got it's i think it's gone maybe a bit too overpowered because the original golf was it was it was light wasn't too powerful but it still managed to be fun but the new yeah. golf gti i think it's just got so much power that maybe you can't use all the time and then that's where people see the appeal for the op yeah very, very much but i think in in the smaller car like the app you're, you're more connected to, to the road going on that's true you, yeah sure now the car even manages to be quite practical as well. Volkswagen claim, I don't know how the truth this will be, it's Volkswagen. Fifty three MPG average combined. No, I don't know I, if that's I, true. No, I was talking to the owner of the of the app that that I was with on Sunday actually. Now he, he does an awful lot of driving around, so he, he, he commutes in his car and I think on a long drive he's getting up to seventy MPG. Really? Um, on, on Sunday up on the the Brecon Beacons. Um, which is all windy roads. Yeah, but he was doing over forty mpg for sure. That's really quite good, isn't it, for a little pocket pocket rocket on the drive? We've got a little Fiat Panda 100 HP, and it's okay. 100 horsepower is in the name, um, and it it does about four forty nine. No, sorry, thirty nine mpg, something around that. But it's naturally yeah. aspirated, which is interesting. I'd like to compare the two. It's a one point four mm. liter naturally aspirated turbo versus the one liter turbo three cylinder so they're, they're two quite different cars even though they've got the same amount of power because obviously in the panda you haven't got the turbo lag but eventually the up will pick up and it will just shoot off yeah so they're quite comparable cars to be honest i like them both i think they're both great um not to 16 8.5 seconds which in an op is pretty impressive to be honest top speed 122 which is really quite good. I don't see why you'd need to go that sort of speed on the road anyway, but it's still good. Uh, end cap rating, the original up this is, is a three star, which is all right. If you don't crash it, then you're sorted, I suppose. Um, CO2 emissions, this is very relevant today. Um, it's not that much. 121 grams per kilo, kilometer. Yeah, that was right. Um, which, again, it's all right because it's such a small engine. And it's it's genuinely quite good for the for the planet, shall I say? It's it's all right to be honest. As well. Yeah, yeah. It's a four seater. Can you get a five door? 
Now, this yes. is something I couldn't... Yeah, I think you can. Personally, I think I would go for the five-door if I was to get one. I think it'd make it a bit more usable. Yeah, no, for sure. You say it's pulling that seat forward. Exactly, um, yeah. That does annoy me, yeah. So, if the Up GTI isn't for you, then rivals are Renault Twingo GT, which is around the same power, Suzuki Swift Sport... Um, and sort of them cars. Some people say the Abarth 500, but I think it's maybe a bit too high up to be this compared. Is another popular car, though. Yeah. It? You do see a lot of them around. You do, yeah. I went yeah. in an Abarth yesterday, actually. Um, one of my friend's uncles has one, and it was just amazing, really. It just picks up so massively. But yeah. it, it's about 15, 20, something like that, more horsepower than the up. So... Mm. I don't know if you can compare them to be honest, but the prices. Yeah, I don't know. Um, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't follow things like the the Abarth that closely, but they may have had a, a sort of a, a, a technical update in the last few years. But I had the impression with with the Abarth that they were more um, the, the underpinnings were quite old, perhaps. Yeah, they looked hunky on the outside, but actually the the, the, the chassis and, and everything underneath it was was a bit outdated so maybe the, that's the thing yeah something like the app which is a bit more current is uh, that's that's where you've noticed the difference yeah 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 the abarth actually shares a lot of parts from the panda and that's 10 15 year old car now so I don't, I don't know i think they're getting away with it but only just i think at some point they're going to need to do a redesign um for the fit 500 as well so they're, they're, they're just like, like volkswagen did with with the beetle and um, BMW yeah. did with them. It's 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 just that retro, um, cool, and it's yeah. very much. Yeah, it's, uh... That's true. Yeah, pros and cons for the Up GTI. Now, pros, it's comparable to the original Golf GTI. So, if you're a fan of the original Golf GTI, then you'll be a fan of the Up GTI. I think yeah. James May reviewed an Up GTI on the Grand Tour, didn't he? I'm not sure if I can remember that. I think he did. I think it was in season two or three. It's one of them two. But he actually said he would, I think, I, I seem to remember saying he would he would buy an up GTI over a Golf GTI, which is mm. quite interesting. Yeah, he's not, he wouldn't be the only one to say that. No, not at all. Not at all. I can really see the appeal for the little cars. Uh, another pro is it's good MPG, so it's quite practical. And it's a very desirable car. People look at them and they go, that actually looks really nice. Very much. Yeah, and, and I think the fact that VW closed the order book about 18 mm. months, years ago um, and then reopened it six months ago. It says a right. lot, doesn't it? It's got the, um, it's, it's got the cult following. It, it is a, a little car. Yeah. Now, cons. This is quite difficult to write because I struggled to find any. From some reviews, I heard that it had quite firm suspension, but obviously that's because it's a reasonably sporty car. So I don't think you can complain, really. But if you don't like firm rides and just yeah. it's not really the car uh it's slightly underpowered some people wish it had more power just a little bit more maybe um for stuff like motorways and stuff like that and inside it's quite low spec now if you compare the golf gti to the up gti in the interior you will you will notice the difference with the like interior trim and stuff like that but then for again sure. the up the up gti is a lot more money so you do pay for the more premium feel yeah yeah now um now you you've got the Mark Seven Point Five Golf GTI, so it'll be quite interesting for you to compare them. So, have have you? I don't suppose you ever driven a up GTI, have you? I haven't. I, I'm very much staying away from the VW dealership at the moment. Um, yeah, because I know what would probably happen. <laughs> I think 
I think from 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 an interior perspective, the Golf is a bigger car, um, and it uh, obviously it's going to have more space. From a technology, the infotainment system, it's got it's got the touch screen, it's got Apple CarPlay built in, um, the, the the speedo and, and all that sort of in front of you is a digital screen. Um, yeah. I think the Up GTI doesn't necessarily have that level of technology within it. I think they have a, a docking station to put your phone in. Yeah, you've got the app. gives you a lot of the, the app. There's a lot of things through that. So there's no touch screen in there as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. And there's, there's probably some some electronic gizmos that you get on the, on the Golf that you wouldn't find in the app. But again, I think that's part of its appeal. Yeah, it's just so simple. Yeah. But I, I think you could have equally as much fun in the op with the golf to be yeah. honest i think they're both they're both very good cars really i'm not going to diss any of them they're both fantastic really and i don't i don't to be honest, i don't think you can go wrong with either keeping the golf or going for an up you can have just as much fun to be honest yeah no i've got some 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 decisions to make over the next few months for sure. yeah 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 well you'll have to keep us all updated on twitter will do yeah. yeah. Now, um, moving on from the Up GTI, I'm sure you've heard in the motor industry news about the new Ford Bronco. I have. It's interesting. It's... I actually quite like it. How as... do you feel about it? As do I. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be coming to the UK. Yeah. Um, and personally, I, I don't have a huge interest in 4x4 vehicles. Um, more small as well, yeah. I'm not going to be going out to look for a 4x4 vehicle but they've just nailed something with the styling. It's again, it's this whole retro it's, it's on trend right now. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah, just to look at the, 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 the images that Ford's released this week has, has caused quite a stir in the, in the motoring sort of scene. Yeah, it's true. I've heard, I've seen some things online of people saying that the Ford Bronco is what the defender should have been. And I think they're sort of right because I think the new Defender, and I was worried this was ha- with this would happen, and I think it has. It's sort of turned into a bit of a Range Rover, and it's not. Its main focus is not all off road, even though it could probably do it. But it's it's mainly for you know on the road and showing off. But I think the Ford Bronco is the opposite of that, really, because yeah. it's not something you drive around town. Ford Bronco. Yeah, I think I think the Bronco from from what I've seen is very much a, a homage to the the, the original one. Um, yeah. There's there's no doubt on the on the Land Rover front with the Defender, the um, it's marketing led. Um, yeah, the, you know, we, we we all know that the the Land Rover marketing department, the Range Rover marketing department, uh, they earn their money very well. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually saw the first new defender on the road a few days ago and again yeah there's just no this it's not a defender anymore is it they, it they is should it. have just wanted something else um it's still very nice but i just don't know if it's a defender it's it's too upmarket isn't it they mm. they they has you as you said they've turned it into another range rover and it'll be interesting actually to see that the the working person the farmers and the tradesmen and the people mm. who um that, that need something like a defender for their jobs where what will they go to um i yeah. think it will probably lead to um suzuki chimney i think a very used market for the old defender uh, yes um, yeah if know, i um, if i was to go for a defender i think i'd be leaning towards a suzuki chimney yeah another car that we're losing 
It's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote an article about it the other week and the response from everybody was quite sad that it was going. Um, but it's a shame. But that, that's mainly because of emissions, wasn't it, in this country? But I believe, hopefully, uh, from what I've heard online, some rumours, that it will be coming back. But as a, what was the word? Um, a, oh, God, I can't remember the word. It's not coming back as a, just a normal car. It's coming back as, I can't remember the word now. I guess it'll be <laughs> some kind of hybrid drivetrain or something, I'd imagine. Something all- like that, yeah. I can't think of the word, unfortunately. But it, it will come back, but just as a sort of different car. So it can... Tr- try and dodge the co2 targets and stuff like that but it's a shame really that it's going there's a lot of nice cars that seem to be disappearing at the moment and it is a shame but you know some stuff has to happen um but yeah that's it really that's fine and and i'm sure even on 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 things like the emissions and and the future i think we're all accepting that electric vehicles are gonna um become more everyday prevalent Obviously, Tesla have, have hit the nail on the head, making a mass market um, and, and, and seem to be the best drivetrain in electric vehicles. Yeah, but definitely. the main manufacturers are definitely catching up. And I think even with Porsche, with the new Taycan, which looks absolutely stunning. It does, yeah. Um, we can all dream about a car like that, whether it's electric or not. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the future. Definitely. I, I we- think... Electric cars will mostly be used, you know, going to work and doing the usual stuff. Petrol and diesel cars, mainly the classics, won't be disappearing anytime soon, but they'll be used for stuff like going to the sunny side meet and stuff like that, for just enjoyment a few weekends or something like that a month. That's, I think, the future. Um, It'll be a long, long time until petrol and diesel cars will start to phase out. If not, never. I don't know, really. He's just going to wait and see. But I, I fully support electric cars, to be honest. I think they're quite good. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that there's always going to be a place for the, the classic cars and the traditionally yeah. packed combustion engine. Um, I, I struggle to think that the government of, of any country are outright going to ban petrol altogether. No doubt when everybody's driving an electric vehicle around for day-to-day life, petrol mm. will still be available but it'd probably be more expensive um but i mean the classic car industry and and shows and and, and what and everything around to support these older cars it, it's just too important to, from an economic point of view to just get rid of it you know yeah. you, you, we may even see old older cars being converted to electric i, I know there's several companies out there now starting to do that yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard of a few companies that you basically give them a classic car and they try and see what they can do and change the drivetrain yeah. and stuff like that. It's fantastic, really. It's it's really good. I think that that'll be the future, but not for a while. I think in the meantime, it will still be very much engine-powered cars. Um, yeah. They just haven't got it sorted, really. Um, exactly yeah there's still the problem with charging points and stuff like that yeah but who knows really um i've got to got to wait really next uh 10 20 30 40 something or other years so yeah i think that's uh everything uh for the end of the podcast thank you so much craig for coming on the podcast it's been a pleasure to talk to you thank you thanks for having me no problem um 
again just a quick promotions about your sunny side meet where can people find it on social media yeah so on, on facebook we're sunny side breakfast meet uh with with a group called sunny side social um on on twitter you can find me personally with uh, underscore craig on cars yes and on on, on instagram is, is sunny side breakfast meet yeah thank you ever so much for coming on the show uh listeners um remember to subscribe to the piston podcast uh, for more episodes there's so many i think this is episode 16 already which is quite weird to think but that's that's one of the benefits of lockdown i think if any is um it's given me a chance to sort of properly get started with the podcast and i've just got plenty of time to do it so it's been going strongly really it's been doing very good good work and and, uh, and good luck thank you very much Uh, Thank you for listening and thank you to you for coming on the show. Thank you. Cheers. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.